0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, today we get the fifth and final sin that Paul mentions in Colossians 3 verse 8. There is actually going to be a sixth one that we'll address next time that comes in verse 9. But in verse 8, Paul has been highlighting sins that negatively affect our relationships that we must put away now that we are new in Christ. That's the point of verse 8. So let me read it, and then we'll get into it. But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. So once again, let me recap the ones we've already hit, the first four of these sins. Anger is the emotional response of disdain towards someone. Wrath, we then said, is the expression of that anger in sinful action towards someone else, and malice is carrying a a mean spirit or holding the disposition of ill will towards someone. Those were the first three. Now, the last three deal with words. The one we looked at last time is slander, and that's the category for derogatory words that we use about or against someone. And then Paul concludes this section with one final command. Put away obscene talk from your mouth. Now, obscene talk is actually one word in the Greek. To be technical, it's actually a compound word. So it's two words that Paul puts together. First is the word used for shame. And the second is simply the word lagos or word. Okay, so it's shameful words or words of shame. So for us, I think maybe the most helpful way to think about this is that obscene talk is using words that are shameful, that bring shame to you, or are intentionally shaming others. Words that you would not say in front of everyone. Words that are not honoring to God or other people. It does not dignify you, God, or the other people that you're talking about. So similar to this whole list, I want to spend a bulk of our time asking the question, why specifically is it important to put away obscene talk? You know, if you're a Christian, this might make sense to you. It might be obvious, but I do want us to take it one step deeper. Consider what is so wrong with obscene talk. Why is it important that unholy, obscene, crude language needs to be removed from our lives? Let me offer three reasons why I think Paul mentions this here. First, I think it needs to be said because it is so common in culture. Obscene talk, sexual jokes, unrighteous languor, crude comments, these are commonplace. Although I will say that for many people, we already understand that this is not appropriate in all settings. Because for many people, they wouldn't say these same words around certain people or places. So even as a culture as a whole right now, in our context, Guarding words and crude speech is important to people more and more. And even if the reasoning for that may be different between us and other people that are not following God, I still think it proves the point that deep down we do see derogatory crude speech as inappropriate in many settings. But even with that being true, it is still common in some settings for most people. You know, maybe in certain friend groups, the obscene talk comes out a little bit more. In certain work settings, places where you feel most comfortable is often where your words probably carry the most sin. Now, that's not a small statement. So I want you to actually consider this right now. Where are the places or who are the people in your life where you feel most comfortable? And consider if your speech does not tend to be worse or more unholy in those settings. Now, what's dangerous about that is my second reason why this is important. Jesus teaches us that what comes out of our mouth flows from the heart. Do you remember his words in Matthew twelve thirty four? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the dangerous part about obscene talk, crude jokes, unholy language that comes out of our mouth is that it does not originate on our tongue. Those words originate from the heart. Those words are what is overflowing from the heart, which means That the places where we are most comfortable, where we are most ourselves, is where those things that are deep in our heart flow most freely, and if that is where we most often engage in obscene talk, that doesn't just mean that our language and the words we are using is the problem, it means there is a heart problem. That is where we need to address. Which leads me to my third and final point on why this is important. Our obscene talk is inconsistent with our new identity in Christ. The ultimate reason this needs to be put away in our lives is that the old heart wrapped up in sin that leads to obscene talk is not who you are anymore. I mean, if you have gotten anything from Colossians so far, I'm hoping that it is a renewed understanding of what it means to be new in Christ. Paul has been hitting this over and over again. That old self, that heart of stone and sin that leads to unholy talk, that's gone. Therefore, it should not be overflowing from your heart to your mouth. He's reminded us that our God is a holy God. He is set apart. He's righteous, good and pure and you are now united to him in christ in speaking about obscene talk theologian peter o'brien says that it could be described this way as a dirty mind expressing itself in vulgar conversation and this kind of language must be avoided as utterly inappropriate among those whom god has set apart as holy consider that. When you consider your words that you use, he says that obscene talk is a dirty mind expressing itself in vulgar conversation, which must be avoided as utterly inappropriate among those whom God has set apart as holy. I love that last piece because that's the foundation It's not that we just want to modify our language and our words and set up some more structure so we say nicer things. That's not what we're talking about here. It needs to be avoided because you have been set apart in God as holy. Your heart is new. Your identity is new. You are united to Christ. You are holy in Christ. Therefore, that talk that flows from an unholy heart, that obscene talk, It has to be put away. Now, before we end, there's one final thing I want to say. That talk has to be filled with something else. You can't just stop talking. If you're used to the obscene talk, the crude jokes, you can't just stop. Like, you will fill it with something else. And Paul, in his letter he wrote to the Ephesians, which is very similar to the Colossian letter, He speaks to us about how we can actually put away obscene talk by what we replace it with. Listen to this. This is Ephesians 5 verse 4. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. Now, the connection here doesn't right away feel like a one-to-one connection, but here's what I think he's saying. All this obscene talk really is focused on self and the world. That's where our eyes and our heart are at. Thanksgiving, in a Christian sense, is focused on the God who gives all things. So a mind that is set on thanksgiving for God's good gifts that he gives will slowly transform from obscene, unholy talk to grateful, holy talk. We will be less prone to speak in obscene, crude ways if our minds are set on the goodness of God. So that's my challenge for you. Very practically from Ephesians 5.4, if we want to change the words we say, we have to change where our eyes and our minds are fixed. Focus on gratitude. And actually using words, expressing gratitude, whether you write those out, tell them to somebody, get those words out and start training your mouth to overflow, not obscene talk, but gratitude for all that God has done. And I believe that he will slowly transform over time your words from unholy to God-centered thanksgiving for all things that we have been given in Christ. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.